0: Music, news, entertainment, it's all
1: right here. This is The Kelly Alexander Show.
2: Hi, it's Kelly, and this week we are really looking forward to our chat with Josh Loveless from Southern U.S. rock band Need to Breathe. The guys have a new album called Caves, and Josh talks to us about the recording process filming a documentary for the project, and a whole bunch more. We also open up our vintage vault for a conversation with Canadian pop artist Delaney Jane, talking about her EP, Somewhere Else.
0: Listen anytime, any place, just a click away. KellyAlexanderShow.com
2: We are very excited here on the Kelly Alexander Show to welcome Josh from Grammy-nominated band Need to Breathe. Josh, thank you so much for joining us. You have a new album out. We're going to talk all about it.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. So,
2: Josh, just before we get into the new album, I did want to ask for people who don't know, because I know you didn't start with the band. I know you've been with them for a long time, but how did you actually come to join Need to Breathe?
1: Yeah, crazy enough. So I've been with the band for now, uh, this is my 13th year, which is wild that's been that long. But um, I was actually kind of a fan of the band. I've been playing in other bands and uh, uh, was a musician and, um, but knew them kind of from just touring with different different groups and stuff. And uh they were in looking for a, a new keyboard player. And so I came into the studio on the reckoning and did some some tracking with on that record. And then um, yeah, and then Bear actually texted me. Uh, this was in twenty end of twenty ten, uh, and was like, Hey, what are you doing next year? Uh, we're going out, uh, direct support for Taylor Swift. Do you want to go? And I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. And I've been I've been around ever since. So, <laughs> yeah,
2: that's pretty awesome. Can you tell us what the best thing is about being in need to breathe?
1: Oh, man, that's a great question. Uh, for me, I think it's I really do enjoy the music that we're that we make. Um, it's really honest and organic and all, it kind of always has been. Uh, that's something that uh, I think it'd be, it would be hard to stomach if um i was in a in a band or with a group of people that didn't care to be um authentic with who they are and their music and so it's very much like an overflow of who we are as people and also like the art that we want to make isn't you know let's try to make sure that we can fix the algorithm so everybody likes this you know it's not that it's like what do we like musically what kind of influences are we we pulling in and then it kind of just like really naturally flows out in this kind of thing that's always been uh honest and 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 real and that is i'm really proud of that
2: during the pandemic i know that a lot of artists you know hunkered down and some people worked on things and other people did not but you guys had a big output you know putting out an album in 2020 and then uh again in 2021 and now the new one uh also out um can you tell us how you guys were able to do that and why you decided to be so productive during lockdown for many of us
1: yeah, so we had finished um, Out of Body, um, which came out in 2020. We had we were in the studio actually when we were getting text messages from friends like, "Hey, have you heard about this whole COVID thing? It's like kind of made maybe may a thing." And we were like, "What's going to happen?" We actually finished the record um, and then went home, and we were like, "I don't know if we're gonna we're we're, we're definitely not going to get to tour this record. They canceled our tour, um, and so we were just really not. We weren't sure what to, we were going to do and. Is that through that time of just like, I think searching and trying to figure out, you know, what was next and all this just the world was in a crazy place. And we were too, as a band, Um, Bear started writing songs and he's like, I know it's kind of early to be writing songs. We're just now putting this record out. But since we can't tour, what if we go? and just kind of create for fun. And we didn't even know it was gonna be a record. We didn't, uh, for Into the Mystery, we didn't go to that house saying like, let's go make a, the next Need to Breathe record. It was really like, all we know to do in this moment is create and we wanna to be together. Cause we, um, you know, we were we were in a really sweet spot, like culturally and, and personally, we were like really enjoying each other's company. And um, and so, yeah, so we went and made a record in like three weeks. Um, in a house and um we stayed there the whole time never left and you know it was it was a really sweet time and 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 then we also did like a pandemic like i guess you would call it like a covid show where we we filmed it and or, or like recorded it and there was like pods and people were in the like it was such a weird vibe but the show was really cool so we recorded it so we released a live record and then we released another live record so we mean like we put out Essentially, this will be our fifth record since COVID, I mean, since 2020, which is kind of wild. Um, we just have not stopped, but we don't, but we don't, we're not tired. We really are like enjoying it and and it just feels like the right thing to do.
2: Um, I did want to ask you just as a, as a human, uh, how did you find going through pandemic? And now that we're out the other side, like, do you have a deeper appreciation for all, everything you have, your family, your music, your solo stuff?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had a... I mean, personally, um, I was really fortunate. I didn't have any anyone that got you know really sick, or um, I didn't get sick. My family was just stayed fairly healthy, um, so very fortunate that. But personally, and like for my mental health, uh, it was a tough time. I had a really tough time with it. Uh, you know, just anxiety and you know, the the idea of, I don't want to get sick, I don't want, I've got kids, I don't want to, you know, what happens if something happens to me or happens to them? But then also just like, what if we never get to play music again? Or what does touring look like when you have to, you know, when you're in, your job is like, hey, let's cram as many people in this room and enjoy this music together. You know, that was like, will that ever happen again? So there's all kinds of stuff like that, uh, that played into it. But you know, now, yeah, being on the other side, I'm really thankful um that you know that that through that we, I, I just gained a lot of appreciation for you know for what i get to do for a living and the people that i do life with and, you know my family and friends and the, and the guys in the band and it's just um you know i i really do like love what i get to do and the life i get to live and you know i definitely don't want to ever take that for granted again and that help, definitely helped definitely help me you know realize that for sure
2: so the new album is called caves and I'd love you to explain the title for us. And also if it's a collection of songs or if it's thematic.
1: Yeah. You know, the, so the album caves is, is kind of, a, a, it is a little thematic I think, but it's not necessarily intentionally thematic, which is kind of a, a, a common theme with me need, need to breathe. We always create, and then we have all these puzzle pieces and we're like, Oh, now you can see where the band was at for the past year and a half. And it kind of, Naturally, flowed into this thing that, you know, um, is is a body of work. You know, caves really is about just as artists, we we say that we have to kind of go to the dark places, um, you know, internally and when we're writing um, to 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 make to to kind of reckon with where where we are and who we are and what we're trying to say, and you have to live in this kind of in this dark world a little bit in order to hopefully come out on the other side of it and be like okay I've I'm I'm learning how to figure this out and I you know and I'm now we're kind of coming out of this and so that's kind of what caves is about in some ways as artists to kind of go to those places that not everybody wants to go to uh, and talk about the things not everybody wants to talk about but then coming out and celebrating where the the journey and where we've come you know how far we've come and you know, and I feel like with that, you know, thinking about the dark times and now where we're at today, that thematically is a, it, you know, bleeds into the whole record. We say that this is the most thankful record we've ever made. This is our ninth record. Um, and, I you know, we've, the bands had a lot of ups and downs, um, a lot of, um, you know, good times, really hard times. And we're in this really sweet season that it really feels like we're coming out of the other side of that where it's like, we're really, we're kind of, we have a song called sunshine. It says you're living in sunshine. We really do feel like right now is this sweet time where we are living in, in sunshine as a band. And we also are not naive to, to we're, you know, we know that that may not last forever. You know, we're, you know, so right now we're really thankful where we're at and um and I kind of I really think when you listen to the whole record it kind of feels that way. It's like there's songs that kind of point to that and show that the band is, you know, really kind of in my my opinion firing on all cylinders and just just really doing some things that, you know, I think that uh, only a band that's gone through what you've gone what we've gone through could actually do that at this point in our career.
2: Would you say uh Josh that the album is overall in tone and in energy upbeat. Cause I know for example I deal a lot with uh with pop acts and and how mm-hmm. like coming out of pandemic again everybody just kind of wanted to dance and and just yeah. so feel good and, and kind of do that. So do you think in the genre music that you guys do, uh you guys as well as some of your, you know, uh uh colleagues for lack of a better word and other bands are also wanting to express that upbeat nature.
1: Yeah, I I definitely think that we have that, you know, I I always um, kind of describe our music as anthemic so it's it's almost like um, you may not want to dance to it but yeah maybe you will want to dance to it hopefully you do but it may be it's something about it feels lofty and feels like larger than life and it's like it's the idea of like the kind of music hopefully that you would go to a show at an arena and you just you're with thousands of other people all singing the same thing and you're just like this feels inspirational this is like I can do this i can you know make it through the day to tomorrow like that's kind of the music that we've always made and we always say like we ask we're a band that likes to ask questions but we don't want to give you the answer you kind of fill in the blank um and so i feel like that is this record too it's like you know i think that there's a lot of inspiring stuff on it there's some there are some tough stuff you know, we're talking about. But also, I think at the end of the day, it is, it is a lighter record. It, it feels very much like you can put it on. And from start to finish, um, I think it will p- put you in a better mood. Uh, <laughs> than listening to it, uh, maybe even more so than some of our other records, which is, it's, it's, I think it's a, it's a testament to where we're at right now as people and, um and where we're at as a band.
2: You guys have some amazing uh, features on this album, you know, Old Dominion, which one of the first singles that came out, Wasting Time, they're on it. Then you've got Carly Pierce. You have your opening act, Judah and the Lion. Um, can you talk to us about what it was like to like, how did, how did the collaborations come about with, let's say, Old Dominion and Carly Pierce, for example?
1: Yeah, we've always liked to collaborate with people. Um you know, we know that when you work with people, you get their strength and they see your blind spots and vice versa. And so we've always loved that idea. We've done it with other artists before. Um, These were really natural in a lot of ways. So like we did this Allman Brothers tribute up in New York at the Beacon Theater. um, And we were playing and Old Dominion was there and we kind of knew who they were and we had met them kind of in passing a couple of times, but we actually got to hang out with them. And we realized, you know, that what they do is a lot like what we do. We kind of built this live business and our, our touring is, um, you know, is, is really strong and theirs is, is as well. And we just start talking. And they're like, man, we've been watching you guys for a long time. We've been fans of the band since the reckoning. And we were like, whoa, that's so cool. We had no idea. Um, and we were like, man, we should do something sometime. And we actually sent them a song, uh, Wasting Time, and and they they immediately came back and they were they were like, we're in. We'd love to do it, which is cool because you know the band's based out of Nashville now, which uh, we were in Charleston for a long time in South Carolina. And so we're, we're kind of building community with a lot of uh, people that live in Nashville and are friends with us. And, and, you know, Carly was the same way. It was just like, we, we were fans of her and her voice and love what she's doing uh, in the country music space. And we were like, Hey, you know, we need, it would be great to have a female voice on this and kind of send it to her. And immediately she was like, I've been a fan of you guys for a long time. And You know, when you think about a band like us, who's, this is our ninth record, you know, we've been a band longer than she's been an artist. (laughs) So it's kind of crazy to think about that, you know, so now she's, doing her thing and, and and massive and same with old dominion we're just really thankful to have people that you know that want to come along and, and do stuff together with us and and both of those artists they're they're just so great at what they do they're high you know they're you know top of their class as, as far as that goes and same with Judah Lyon lion and foy vance and um yeah it's just it is kind of a i think it's a star star-studded affair when it comes to this this record with the features we're really honored that they would be a part of it
2: Who would be next on your bucket list for your next album? Do you think that you want to collaborate with?
1: We've always, we've always said, um, you know, Bear, our singer uh, has always wanted to sing with Dolly Parton. I know a lot of people probably would say that. uh, And that's the, you know, for us, that would be, that'd be so fun. Um, We're also massive uh, Springsteen fans. uh, So if we could do something with Bruce or, um, you know, just anybody that like, you know, that we just have, have uh, like looked at for a long time. I and mean, like, that's how we want to do our career. That's how, I mean, you know, before Tom Petty passed away, I think that we would all say we wouldn't be a band without um, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. So, um, yeah, that would be, I mean, if we could bring Tom back, I think that would be our number one for sure.
2: Is there anybody in the pop space? Cause I know you guys, uh, were on tour with one Republic, which are like the Kings mm-hmm. of pop in a way. Uh, do you think you guys would mesh well with a pop act like a one Republic?
1: yeah i think so i mean we it's you know i think what's interesting about our band and we know this about ourselves uh, but you know we we kind of we kind of bend and you know weave through genres a lot of times so like we we like to think that we're a rock band because of our live show but if you listen to our records it's like a playlist you've got rock you've got pop you've got gospel you've got country um and that to us i've always said like you know, if you if you were like, what does this sound like? The biggest compliment it would be if somebody if you heard another band, they're like, it kind of sounds like, I don't know, like need to breathe, kind of like that, because it's such a cornucopia of colors and different things. And and I think that would be, you know, I think that's something that that is really rare. You know, I think of bands like, I don't know, like dave matthews band or somebody like that's like oh that kind of sounds like dave matthews band like they kind of created their own thing that that sounds like a lot of different things but it's got this thing that you know so but i mean we've always we've done some stuff in the pop world um you know we had our biggest song we had gavin degraw on it um which was cool and then um she's country pop but we did a song with carrie underwood on our last record so we definitely flirt around that that line a little bit and um you know, I think that we love a good pop melody. So that's something that's important to us. So I think it would be fun to, you know, to do something with, with you know, I, I just was watching the VMAs the other night and I saw that NSYNC might be getting back together. So I'm like, hey, if NSYNC wants to do a collaboration with Need to Breathe, we're totally in. Let's bring it back. I'm all about it. So. I mean country pop dirty pop—it's all the same
2: thing <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> um i know that you guys filmed uh, some documentary footage and are putting out a documentary about the making of caves and i actually watched some of it i haven't had a chance to finish it yet but i what i i, I watched so far looks really amazing the scenery is beautiful it looks like you were in such a great space to record um josh was it good to have the film crew with you did you find it intrusive like how did the filming go for you
1: You know, we, it's funny. We always say that if, you know, you're filming a documentary for a record, you're probably going to lose a member of the band because that's just kind of how it goes. (laughs) Cause they're always like in your face, like, tell me about how, why you hate bear or (laughs) tell me why you hate this band and process. Why is it so hard? You know? So we've always, we've always laughed. Like, you know, we don't want that to happen. Um, and that has happened in the past with documentaries, uh, for uh, other bands and for our bands. So, um, The good thing about this project, I think, and the thing that makes it really cool is uh, we had one guy uh, who was filming everything, and he was a friend of ours. So, like, we never felt like, like we were on or we had to be on. Like, what you see in the documentary is actually us working, hanging out. There's never a moment where anybody's like okay, I got to look cool for the camera. I got to do this thing. I got to make sure I'm looking really intense about this part that I'm trying to play on mandolin. You know, no, it was never never that, which in the past, maybe we've had some of that. We actually knew him really well. He's been a friend of ours for a long time. So that made it so much more fun. And you just trust, uh, we trusted him so much. Like he was always, he was in there with us the whole time and we never even thought about it. So what he was able to get is like the most raw like beautiful footage of a bunch of guys that really care about their work and their you know the the thing that they're trying to make the the art and you get to actually kind of see it come together in in real time um, and it, it's not put on, which is really um could be a scary thing, but for this was really refreshing and it's like really fun to go back and watch. Uh, we were always we we were kidding around about it because there's there's like all these moments where you're like, we we're trying to remember how our guitar part got made and we're like, I don't remember how that actually happened. And you see it in real time. It's like one guy would be like, what if you did whatever. And then one of the guys like, well, if you change that note or whatever, and you see it kind of come together and then you record it. And it's, so it's for us, it's like, it feels like, such a cool thing to get to watch it. Cause it's like home videos almost of like creating these memories and your family and they're doing something beautiful together. It's really, it's really cool. I love that, that we, that we have that and the fans can see kind of behind the curtain in that way.
2: Now you guys are heading out on tour, Uh two part question to this. I didn't see any Canadian dates. So are you ever going to come up here? And B, um, what can your fans expect from the tour?
1: Um, so A, they're, will be some cana- can- canadian dates we're trying to figure out details about it but it will happen i'm just going to go ahead and say it now um we're figuring it out um we love playing in canada we've been there many times we just we did full canadian tours where we go all over and um it, it's uh, i i love it i spent a lot of time uh spent a lot of time in toronto and um i uh, i'm there all the time which is cool and so we'll definitely be there uh and Um, you know, the tour is going to be crazy. I I mean, we, we always try to like level up our tours and, you know, it's, um, whether that's just with production, with video walls and stuff like that. But also like when you're a band that's been doing it as long as we have, this is our ninth record. You're like, you know, we got a lot of songs to choose from. So we try to do like new arrangements, try to pull from the catalog from songs that you may not think you're going to get to hear. Um, and then we have a lot of new music now to play, which is really cool. So um, and we're really excited about playing these songs. So I think you'll get to hear a lot of the new record, which is cool. Um, and like Judah the Lion, they're such a great band and so so fun to watch. It's a lot of energy. Um, and and we just love hanging out with them. So it's gonna feel like summer camp in the fall, which which is so fun. Like that's the best thing about touring is like when you actually enjoy the people that you're with and i think that the fan experience is better because they can see like they get to come to the party um and it doesn't feel like work so i think it's going to be awesome i can't wait for people to see the show it's going to be it's going to be epic
2: Just a couple of quick questions before i let you go first of all i have yeah. to ask you about vhs jams are you going to do more Oh yeah
1: yeah. And so uh, it's funny. So for those that don't know, I have a massive VHS collection. I've started collecting them during the pandemic because I would go to like Goodwill and I'd wear my mask and go through all the videotapes. And like, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with my time. I'm just going to start watching old videos. And like, I wanted to go back and watch movies that I had never seen before. That was kind of my thing. Now I was like, why not watch these like old 80s and 90s movies on VHS? Because that's how you would have watched them back then um and so then i have this like wall of of all these vhs and i was like i'm you know i'm terrible at social media and i was like i'm just gonna do something fun and pick my favorite songs from these these movies and sing them do a cover in front of the thing Um, so yeah i would love to do more of it. people it's funny they when i did like 4 i have done like that's probably not like six or seven of them, I guess, at this point. And people will send me these, hey, you got to do this song. You got to do that song for this movie. And, and, like, and then it inspires me, too, because I'm like, oh, man, I don't think I've seen that movie. I'm going to go watch it and listen for the song. So I'm a big movie guy. It's my I love it. So, yes, more coming. I will definitely be doing some more of those.
2: And as a good Canadian, I have to ask you about um, why you love Sharon, Lois and Bram so much and what it was like (laughs) to become friends with them because they are legends for us here in Canada.
1: That's all. Yeah. So when I was a kid, um, to make a long, long um, story, very uh, concise. But when I was a kid, uh, the elephant show, Sharon, Lois and Bram came on uh, uh, on Nickelodeon uh, in the States um, after it had been on, in canada for a long time and when i was a kid i just like it blew me away to watch these like performers sing and dance and like they were engaging with children but they weren't talking down to me as a child It was very much like it felt like family to me um and so i used to sing with my grandparents all the time we would sing their songs my grandmother died when i was 10 and my grandfather my family would they encouraged me they were like to, you know, to hold on to those memories of, of singing those songs. And so I used to collect, like, their records and tapes and all this stuff and just kind of remind me of my grandmother, but also remind me of that. And when actually, when we were on tour with Taylor Swift um, about 10 years ago, I just reached out to their like they weren't even really doing anything at this point and I was just like I reached out to somebody on an email I can't even remember where I got their email uh, like a manager and I was just like hey you know I know you guys probably don't want to come see Taylor Swift but if you have grandkids that are loving that love Taylor Swift I'd love to like treat you all to send send them to the show and I ended up meeting them like going to coffee with Sharon and and we've become like, I mean, they're literally like family, like my grandparents and I see them multiple times a year. My kids go to their house and we sing together. Um, I've got videos of my kids singing skin and marink and Sharon and Bram's house and like all this. I mean, it's just like to me, it's like a full, you know, full circle thing. And I wouldn't be doing, I mean, I definitely wouldn't be in music uh and being need to breathe if it wasn't for watching them. So for me, like uh, thank you, Canada, for bring, for giving us Sharon Wilson brand and sharing us uh, sharing them with the uh, with the United States because i I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without them for sure. So.
2: gosh, that is so cool. Uh, <laughs> I have to ask you this two quick questions. Who is the yeah. person in your phone that you can uh, call or text that's not family or friends? And also, which uh, artist would you love to change places with for one day just to see how they live?
1: Oh, wow. That's a great question. Uh, probably uh, the, in my phone, maybe Carrie Underwood. Uh, that's kind of a that's pretty good flex. Um, yeah. So we as I'll say, I'll say this really quickly with the other. This wasn't that long ago. Our guitar player played, filled in for uh, Winona and was playing guitar for her. And the other day we were talking about something and he was like, saying something about winona and i was like look you you text winona i'll text carrie underwood let's see who texts first or text back first and winona texted our guitar player back within three seconds but <laughs> i had about 45 seconds and carrie texted me back i was like that's pretty good but Winona, you win um so carrie um and then um um trade places with oh man you know like i mean I, gotta, I will say like i've always thought bruce spring seems the hardest working guy in, in show business to think that he you know he after this long he's still leading his band and he's still crushing it um i think that would be pretty fun although it would be pretty cool to be just like a dj i was thinking like if i could just show up and do these festivals with a backpack and then just show up and make millions of dollars just kind of doing that i'm not saying they're not great at what they're doing i'm they're amazing but just the overhead would be way better than what we do <laughs> make a lot more money. So maybe yeah, maybe not. uh,
2: yeah. Josh, you have been a delight. I just thank you so much for spending time with us and, and I'll let everybody know that they can uh, follow the band of course on need And of course on uh, social media at need to breathe. Thank you, Josh.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. Follow us on Instagram, Kelly Alexander show.
2: Super happy to welcome Canadian superstar pop star and EDM. Like you're just ridiculous. I'm so happy to have you back. (laughs) Uh, Your your album Dirty Pretty Things has been out for about a year, and now you have a new EP called Somewhere Else. Delaney Jane, thank you for hanging out. Oh, thanks for having me. Good to see you again. It's so good to see you. I love the purple business. Like that is that your face on there? Because it should be.
0: I wish. I wish. This is just. I see this shirt, and to me, this is like Somewhere Else wrapped up in a shirt it's a, it's my EP spirit animal. I love it I love it so
2: I have to talk to you about the fact that how has this year been for you because a lot of us have had our lives completely flipped upside down and I'm just wondering how you have shone
0: through. Man I think you know like you said we all have had our world flipped upside down for different reasons it's been a challenge for sure. I'd be lying if I said this year's been easy. Um, I made a pretty big move from not only Toronto, but Canada to the U.S. I'm now living in Los Angeles. Ended my relationship, also started a new one here. It's like, it's been a roller coaster. Um And so, but through that, you know, it's obviously given me so much to write about, so much mm-hmm. writing ammo. Um, so I've been doing zoom sessions uh, I've been writing a ton of new music for my album next year, but yeah I'd, I'd be lying if I said this year was uh not challenging like i've I have felt the emotional roller coaster like everyone else has um you know I spent the longest time away from my family that I've ever been away in my life it was like nine months and t- yeah nine months that I did not see my family in Canada because uh, I had to get my visas ordered and all that but between that and you know going through a breakup and then like finding new love and trying to navigate through new love while dealing with the heartache it's uh it's been a lot but you know every day you have to wake up and realize how lucky we are and and just because you know people have it worse and
2: yeah. Now, when I spoke to you, because basically just before we started the interview, I said it was like basically a year ago that I spoke to you. And so I'm wondering, uh, that was just obviously when the debut album came out. Yeah. I'm assuming, because I think we talked about it, that you were going to do some, some dates. Like, and obviously touring is off the plate at the moment. And w- so was the move already in, in the motion a year ago? Like, were you already planning to move or did you move just before the pandemic hit?
0: My... A a year ago, my heart was wanting to move to LA, but it actually wasn't until New Year's Eve, 2020, I guess 2019 going into 2020, that I, I was in Montreal. I played a show and I was at this after party and that's when it hit me. I'm like, man, I just, I need to follow through because my heart has been calling me there for so long. And it was February that I made the move, although I didn't in my mind, it was like, yeah, I'm going to be here, but I've, I've always been back and forth. So it didn't feel so concrete until March 12th when we all went into lockdown. and It was like, I have to make a decision. Am I going to stay here? or Am I going to go back home? And my whole team, my family, everyone's telling me to come home. And that was like, that was one of the most stressful moments for me because that's when I, I'm like, okay, I either follow my heart and I follow my intuition and I stay in L.A., or I listen to what everyone's telling me to do and I go back to Toronto, the city that I feel suffocated in, <laughs> like, you know, probably end up, you know, back in the relationship and I it just would have been an, another circle of the same. So that was when, yeah, I guess February is when I decided, well, March is when I decide to stay
2: and how has it been going because like I follow you religiously on social media and so it's been like a really interesting journey to watch how much I think you love LA and then Mm -hmm. I'll see some posts where like I feel like you miss your family as you should I think so Mm -hmm. has it been a bit of a roller coaster just navigating
0: all that totally totally I mean I think half the reason I can write the songs that I write is because I feel everything so deeply um it's a blessing and a curse but anyone who does follow me on social media knows that I'm quite transparent about what I'm going through. Um, I just, I just don't believe in pretending like everything's perfect all the time. You know, I want people to know like, this is reality too. It may, you know, my life may seem perfect just like so many other um, artists or, you know, whatnot on social media. So I, I like to be straight up about that, but yeah, between, I mean, if I'm going to be honest, I think it was the, the breakup that was probably the hardest thing. I definitely had, many days where I miss my family like, thank God for FaceTime, <laughs> you know, for zoom uh, technology that allows us to kind of feel like we're hanging out, even though we're not, but it was really just, the hardest part this year is navigating my own heart <laughs> and the emotions that come. And like anyone who's been through a breakup, you know that it just like hits you in waves when you least expect it. So yeah.
2: <laughs> now talk to us about the new relationship. Cause has that played a part in the new EP? Like was the new EP uh, a, a result of what's gone on this year or was that already in the works too before the lockdown? The
0: new, the new EP was actually, uh, it was most of the songs that had already been written prior to me meeting uh, my new partner. And I, I actually wrote the song somewhere else at a Swedish songwriting camp a year and a bit ago, but this year when I was, you know, I was trying to figure out like, where do I want to go sonically? I know that after my album, which was kind of heavy and um, emotional, I wanted to put out some music that was a bit more upbeat and fun and uplifting and just a bit more carefree. So I had this song somewhere else. I'm like, man, this is kind of where I, Like I want to start with this and I want to, I want to dive into this world. And then we kind of like went through my repertoire and Discovered that all these songs kind of had a similar sound and I'm like, you know, they're close to my heart because like anything I put out, they are tr- True stories from my own life. I lost the main question because I like to ramble <laughs> sometimes That's all good. I just wanted to know oh, like, from like- My relationship now. No, yeah. it was tired. Okay. I'm a rambler. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's awesome. And anyway, with us on the show is a Canadian EDM superstar, pop superstar. We love her, Delaney Jane. Make sure you follow her on social media, uh, delaney.jane on Instagram. I wanted to ask you too, so with the new EP, like the fact that it's six songs, like was that a, a, a conscious choice? Are you telling a story in those six songs? Like what do you want people to take away from it?
0: The six songs, um, I mean, besides being kind of like standard for an EP, um, there's not necessarily a story connecting all the songs but you know again each song is their own story so starting with somewhere else just felt like this piece that everyone could relate to especially now when we're going through this really difficult year and um you know the whole notion of like I just wish I could you know I wish I could be somewhere else and from there everything else just kind of came together, but on their own. Yeah, so I wouldn't say there's an overarching story other than like wanting to give people a body of work that they could really enjoy, they could dance to, uh, you know, still pull out those heartstrings here and there. Um, but yeah, just, just like a fun, upbeat body of work. I love the
2: song on paper. So, and I know the video came out recently. Uh, so
0: was that a, like, how did you know to go with that song? Man, that one is super, so that song is pretty much, it was written over a year ago, and uh, that's when I was like finally listening, kind of hearing my inner voice saying like this relationship, you know, something's missing. There was nothing wrong between the two of us per se, I just could tell that there was something not there, and so this song came about um, in LA, I was in a session, and And that was the first time that I really started to realize like, okay, there's obviously these feelings are here and I need to address them. And it also was the song that helped perpetuate my move to LA. So I always knew that that one was one going to come out and two was going to be very special um, to me and my heart. And man, I can't even tell you like when I through the process of, you know, writing finishing, it was not easy. There were more tears. Um, the fact that this, like, who the song was about had to finish producing the song, it's like that just shows the truest unconditional love possible. Yeah, I lost the question again. That's okay. <laughs> I'm making <laughs> so. you work too hard. <laughs> I worked out and I haven't had a protein shake yet, so I'm probably like a little loopy. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> I want to bring you back to something that you said earlier. So, for Canadians, uh, you know, being in Montreal, I think a lot of us love Montreal, and so we're happy to be here. But I think maybe if you're from a smaller town, the goal is Toronto, right? Like, especially if you're English Canada, the goal is Toronto. But you said it's suffocating for you now, like on some level. And so the goal became L.A. Mm A little while ago, I interviewed Jocelyn Ellis, who I'm sure you know, and I'm not sure if you're friends, but love her to pieces. And Mm -hmm. she'd been in L.A. for a while, but she felt the need to go back to Calgary so i did i did hear she she moved back so i'm just wondering like how is la fit like do you think you're going to be there for a long time is this your jam now
0: well first i'll start by saying so you know this um talking about growing up in small towns i grew up in waterloo yeah for anyone who doesn't know it's an hour west of toronto moved to toronto when i was 19 and uh and it was great for the first couple of years. It was exactly what I needed. It was full of opportunity. I was uh, going to a private school for performing arts. There, it's where I met my now main producer, uh, Sean Frank, and like it all—all all the puzzle pieces fell into place for me. But yeah, it got to a point, and it was probably when I was doing the traveling back and forth from LA to Toronto all the time that every time I landed in LA and I'd walk out of the airport, I was like, ah. Oh, I feel home. I can't explain it. And then I go back to Toronto and like the noise, the chaos, the constant hustle bustle, the pollution, the dirty streets, like all of it. I just, that's making it sound so bad. There's so much great. There's so many great things about Toronto, but it's, it's more of the, the idea of the big city. You know, I couldn't live in New York. I couldn't live in Toronto. It's just like, I couldn't live in Shanghai. Yeah. Um, and in LA, you know, people always say like, what do you mean LA is a big city? And like, no, 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 no it is so spread out. It feels so chill and I can just breathe. Um, And besides that, the most obvious thing being like the weather is incredible. And I'm, I'm an Aries, so I'm a fire child and I'm drawn to the heat.
2: This is why we get along. Are you a March or an April Aries? April. Okay, very good. I'm a, I'm a March tail end of March. So this is why we get along. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You feel it. Um, So now I wanted to ask you too, about being in the LA writing community. Yeah. Um, what's that like? Because I know that there's obviously. I think it's
0: smaller than people think. So do you know everybody now, pretty much? I know. I know a lot of people. Um, but the thing about the LA writing community is, I feel like it's always growing. One of my favorite things about living here, especially pre-pandemic, was I found that any time I'd go to an event or a show, concert, you know, gallery, um, I would always meet someone who would then like every opportunity every event led me to another opportunity and another opportunity whether it's a photographer another producer artist um and that's what I love about it here it's just everyone is so open to working together everything is so interconnected and I actually found it a lot harder to connect with people in Toronto in Toronto um because although there were events it just it's it's just a different vibe in Toronto it's more of like you find your crew and you stay pretty tight knit and then through those people, you might work with some other people, but here it's like, you know, all the artists, so many artists come to LA to, to uh, pursue a dream. And, and so we all kind of have this common collective goal of just creating. Um, yeah. I've actually found it that for me, there's been a lot more opportunity here and I think there's still a ton of people for me to meet just hard now yeah (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) it's like you know doing the zoom thing but it's not the same no i'm
2: sure it's not talk to us about sean frank because obviously a bunch of the songs that we play on virgin uh involve you and him together like throwback Mm -hmm. um are you and him still super tight are we expecting a
0: collaboration at any time we are still super tight um best friends forever and he's still working on all my music so i mean i'm they're there are plenty of other producers that I, I work with, and which I, I find is, has been great because, you know, like any mixing and matching, you get to try some new things and, uh, and kind of take some risks, but he's always finishing my record. So, I mean, just this morning we were chatting. Yeah, we talk every day, and as far as collabs go, I would – there's a song that him and I did a duet. It's a duet of ours And we never put it out, but it's more like progressive house. He's like, if we put this out, we really need to change the production. I'm like, okay, well, let's do it. (laughs) It's it's so good. I'm going to keep pushing for it. But um, yeah, definitely expect some more music from the two of us together.
2: Okay, good. Because we love the two of you together. The last time we spoke, you mentioned how important uh, physical activity is for you, like working out. Is that still, like, especially with what's gone on this year, I find either people put on a ton of weight or they're, working it all off like all the like aggression and all that stuff so and you look beautiful obviously so I'm Mm. assuming you're still exercising a
0: a, a lot well okay this has been one of my favorite investments nice nice um and it is an investment I did not know how expensive weight sets were but it's worth it because I found well especially now I'm like I thought by this time of the year that you know the gyms and yoga studios would be open by now and Obviously, that didn't happen. So I'm like, I was I was losing motivation. The beginning of the year, I'm like, I'm on it every day. I was doing it, and then I feel like so many of us we kind of fall off the wagon, and you're like, you start to just get in your head a bit, and then you start to eat worse food, and that perpetuates craving more crap food. But I'm telling, you, I am not. I'm not like. I'm not the most consistent. I'm trying really hard. <laughs> so I feel everyone's struggle. That's all good.
2: Now, I saw um, a message you put on Twitter, October 22nd, which says, my heart equals forever on my sleeve. Mm-hmm. Explain that, and is that part of why you're such a great artist
0: about expressing yourself? Well, sometimes, Okay like I said before, anyone who follows me on social media knows how open I am about what I'm going through, um, the times where I'm kind of going through spurts of depression and how I deal with that. And I've had, I've had some people close to me at times say, you know, have you ever thought about filtering yourself a bit more? Like maybe you shouldn't share so much. And one of those people sorry mom was my mom <laughs> um and also some people in my management at one point and I just said look like uh, you know I am who I am and I don't think like I'm not being inappropriate I know there's a difference maybe if I was like but uh for me it is it's always been important to to just share all sides of life because I don't want to pretend that things are ama- you know perfect all the time I just don't think it's um fair and it's not reality. So when I say I wear my heart on my sleeve, uh, yeah, I just kind of tell it like it is. And I definitely think that helps in my songwriting. Um, and I hope that I never lose that. You,
2: You, um, part of this is that you've been very open about mental health, which I think is fantastic. And I was recently, um, interviewing Brandy, uh, like R&B star Brandy a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And she mentioned that because I mentioned her that I don't think there's a lot of, um, African American artists that come forth with mental health, uh, initiatives. Yeah. Like, I think there's a stigma there. And, and I thought she was very brave to, to come forth, um, and, and be more honest about it. Do you find with your fans, like it's, it's almost like a two way street, like you're helping them and they probably reach out back to you. Like, how do you feel about being like an advocate for mental health?
0: It's, you know i've been very surprised sometimes with the amount of messages and outpouring of not just kindness from other people but other people reading my posts and then feeling safe enough to share their own personal experiences and that i think is so profound because here i am maybe on the other side of the world from this person and yet they see a video and they see what i've written and they suddenly feel safe to talk about what they've gone through and how my post has helped them or my song has helped them. Um, And I think that's really, really special. Yeah, there's something pretty profound about that.
2: I wanted to ask you too, like going forward, are you looking uh, forward to being back on stage? Like when things go back to normal, are you ready
0: for this? Okay. I'm so ready. I'm like, I miss my band. I miss my shows. I miss my fans. I miss that natural high you get when you're on stage and then after and, and like giving everyone hugs. And I'm thinking about that. I'm like, Me, am I going to be able to even hug my fans after shows anymore? It's such a crazy thing to think about. Um, I had, yeah, I had a different tours planned this year. I'm really hoping we could play some shows next year, but it's hard to imagine what that will look like. Everyone right. bubbles or something. <laughs> yeah, I miss it. I really do. <laughs> uh,
2: again, mentioning your social media, I love your fashion. Like you're super, like you're, to me you're like uh, you and Mariah Carey should hang out. Like I feel oh, like you've got you. a lot going on. I, and I saw a picture recently, which I think you posted a little while ago, but but you were like wearing these killer like thigh high boots, which if I tried to wear them, I'd fall over and down the stairs. <laughs> but how important is um, like your look and your fashion with regards to your artistry, like your music.
0: You know, it's, it's funny that you say that. Thank you. First of all, I appreciate that. Um, it's one of those things that when I was in high school and growing up, it wasn't at the top of my mind, you know, I like to look good, you know, I love to get, get dressed up and put on makeup and go out and look cute meeting boys and stuff. Um, <laughs> but it was never at the forefront of my, my mind until kind of until I started coming to LA and I met, um, my now roommate, Catherine, who's a celebrity stylist, but it was when I met her that she really helped me to elevate my brand. And at the time she was just starting out. So, you know, she would just work with me for fun and pull stuff and, you know, let me take photos and everything. And now we have a three bedroom place and the one room is just her styling room. Wow. So I literally have a bedroom full of clothes that I can pull from at any time for photo shoots and whatnot, which is amazing. But yeah, it's it's meeting certain people in my life and you know going to certain shows and seeing other artists and you know fashion forward people on social media that has that has definitely made me more aware and and then enjoy it. Then it's fun. Like, Oh, I can, you know, and that's also one of the greatest things about being in LA is you're never too extra. (laughs) <laughs> you're never too extra so when I, sometimes when I go back to Toronto and I like wear my like pink fuzzy fur coat, faux fur coat and something else like I get all these looks I'm like man in LA this is just another key number day you know? <laughs> it's like, oh my god that's awesome anything here. I love it <laughs>
2: uh, before I let you go I did want to ask you I love to do this thing called uh, breaking it down so we're going to do breaking it down with Delaney Jane so you ready for this? I don't know we'll see. <laughs> okay. Name a recording artist who has like been a huge influence in your life
0: Oh, mm. I mean, it's so weird. The first person that came to my mind was John Mayer, so I'm going to say John Mayer. That's cool. That's cool. We'll go with that. If you weren't
2: in music, what would Delaney Jane be doing as a career choice? Probably a personal trainer and nutritionist. That's cool. All right. Yeah. Um, if calories didn't count, what would you eat every day? Like I would eat a dairy milk every day if I could. <laughs> if I
0: could. Ooh. Ooh, I mean, Wonder Bar, I love. I don't know if they have those here, okay. but you are you know Canadians. Or, no. Go Canada. Bar, or like a really thick, cheesy lasagna.
2: Okay, I
0: like that. Mm-hmm. With the gluten.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who is your dream collab as of now? Because I know you've worked with a bunch of amazing artists, but like, who does Delaney Jane want to work with now?
0: This is, okay, this is going to probably sound so left field. I've always wanted to do a record with Skrillex.
2: that's cool let's put that in the universe yes
0: manifesting
2: and you're in the right place right he lives in LA doesn't he
0: so yeah yeah he's one of the best
2: um if you could relive a year of your life
0: which year would it be wow I would probably relive 2016 because that was not my first year into touring, but my second year into touring, um, playing all the biggest EDM festivals with Sean Frank, Tiesto, Dubs, Cashmere. That was probably one of the craziest years of my life where I got to see the most of the world and just play my first biggest show, so 2016.
2: Okay. (laughs) Apart from family and friends, who is the coolest person in Delaney Jane's phone that she could call or text right now? Martin Garrix? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's a homie. We like FaceTime. <laughs> that's awesome. Have you done anything with him yet? Are you going to do something with
0: him? I mean, I made out with him once. <laughs> I know you need music. <laughs> oh, geez, no fun control for that one. Um, no, we're really good friends. We've been really good friends. We've talked about doing a record. I think he's just waiting for me to send him a vocal and I'm so particular that I'm like I'm not going to send you a vocal until it's like the best yeah. so alright well you need to get on that one okay
2: yeah. your Canadian fans are telling you to get on that last thing because you mentioned this before that you were in Montreal on New Year's Eve which helped you was part of your making your final decision to move to Los Angeles yeah. what message do you have for your Montreal fans
0: um je t'aime and I will be back and we will have an epic white party. Like uh what's it called? What's that Oh la, la Ballon Blanc, I think. Ballon Blanc, Ballon
2: Blanc.
0: Wait. That's good. Very
2: good. <laughs> uh Delaney Jane hanging out with us. Make sure you follow her on Instagram, delaney.jane.
0: Hey guys, this is Delaney Jane and you're listening to the Kelly Alexander Show.
2: Well, that does it for another episode of the show and a big thank you going out to you for spending time with us. I also want to thank our super producer Andrew Sabino and of course our guests Josh from Need to Breathe and Delaney Jane. Wanted to pass this along as well. If you are a fan of behind the scenes action when it comes to the dance industry and the music industry you might want to think about hitting up a, a show that I work on called Just Dance with Kelly and Tina and the Tina is Tina Landon award winning choreographer who has worked with janet jackson michael jackson rihanna shakira christina aguilera britney spears and the list goes on and on tina and i talk to award-winning choreographers and top-tier dancers about what it takes to become successful in the commercial dance industry all the information for you on our website hy.page slash kelly alexander show we would love for you to subscribe have an amazing week you and i'll chat soon
0: the kelly alexander show